Well, hello there and welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I am so thrilled that you keep coming back to these conversations. I truly hope that you are enjoying them as much as I am. Now, if this is your first time, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Now, did you know that it's possible to feel good in motherhood? You can now download the Raise Your Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide to taking yoga off the mat and into your life. It is the only guide designed to help moms feel alive and keep that yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. Go to visiondrivenmomtoolkit.com or click the link in the show notes for instant access. Now, today's guest has an amazing story that is truly an example of possibility. Tammy Gustafson is a counselor, a coach, a business owner, and the mom of four. When not potty training, navigating carpool lines, or cuddling with her kids, Tammy owns and runs two businesses, a group counseling practice in Colorado, and an online coaching and speaking business. With over a decade of experience as a licensed professional counselor, Tammy's drive and passion is helping women heal after trauma, abuse, and PTSD. She also specializes in helping wives navigate the difficult path of healing after betrayal. Tammy empowers women so they can live in freedom, reclaiming their worth and their value. You are going to love her story of possibility. She shares her discovery based on her own betrayal trauma, the healing process, and over a decade as a counselor, that there are three common childhood deficits that are present in people who struggle with unhealthy and unfulfilling patterns in adulthood. Her story is amazing. It's an incredible story of possibility. Now, during this episode, we talk about the deficits she discovered and the many ways we can help build a strong emotional foundation for our kiddos. Is it possible to recover after betrayal? Have a listen to Tammy's incredible story and the gifts that came out of the darkness. Enjoy the episode. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. And welcome, Tammy. It is so nice to have you on the show today. Mm. So glad to have you here. Oh, thanks, Tracy. I'm I'm honored to be here. I just love your audience, is vision-driven moms. Like, man, they're just they're my people. And yes. I I'm so happy to join today. Thank oh, you. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got mm. to be here. You know, what 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 was your journey? How did you get here? Yeah, so I think today it's uh I, I got here from counseling. I'm a counselor. I'm a coach. But today, the topic at hand really started with my own personal journey um, of a painful time in my life that I mm. learned from. Right. And so that's where this stemmed from today. Yeah. And going into that, like I, five years ago, 
I was sitting in my minivan in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. I was looking past the dust on the dashboard and, and contemplating the fact that there was a real chance my marriage was going to end in divorce. Mm. It was kind of at that precipice. Prep, That moment in time. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And what had happened is two months earlier, my husband came clean that he had an addiction to pornography Mm. and it shattered me because he was only supposed to have eyes for me. Right. 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 And so we went, it was a very, very difficult time in my life. And we went through the healing process. And as we did, he dug into counseling. I dug into my grieving process. And Mm -hmm. part of his journey in that healing piece was for him to figure out why did he do that? Like, what were some of the influences in his life? Like, why what were the triggers? What was going on inside of him that he would that he would do that? Right. And as we moved along, he did the work uh, and he, he has continued to do the work, which I'm so grateful for. Mm. Uh, and I healed and our marriage healed over oh, time and it's continuing to heal. Yes. Tammy, I'm so grateful. That is a beautiful, I, that, that's mm. a, a beautiful understanding for, mm. um, for moms and women yeah. that it is possible to yeah. heal from something like that, right? Because oh, yes. more often than not, we hear of some kind of betrayal and yeah. then it ends, right? Oh, but right. that you both did, oh, how beautiful that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just unfortunate that you both mm-hmm. had to go through that, um, that, uh, that pain, you know, yeah. and, an embarrassment too. I, I can imagine for him, you know, well, for both of you, but that, you know, but, but the root cause, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not always that, you know, oh, men are, you know, this or that, the other thing mm-hmm. there's, there's a reason, there's a reason yeah, when really. he's married and he's going in this direction, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know what? I, I don't, I don't think I realized that. I don't think that I realized that you, oh. that you stayed together. So, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. It was a, I, I, I'll be honest. It was a long, hard, messy process, but it is possible to heal. And I think had that message of hope is so important, but I have to say, I was not one of those women that, um, was excited to use my story for good. Like I was like, you know what? I went through it. I survived it, but my story can die a thousand deaths and I don't care. Right. But it was interesting because as time went on, I realized, you know, for the last, for my whole career, I've been a counselor for women with PTSD and trauma and abuse and helping them get free. But over time, I realized that helping women heal from betrayal was, uh, it just, that passion grew inside of me. Mm, So fast forwarding, we... I now also probably half of what I do is helping women heal from betrayal. And my husband actually went back to school and became a counselor and a coach. And now he helps men. Yeah. He helps men with sexual addiction um, to get clean and sober and to do the deep character work and to help marriages recover. So beautiful. I mean, what beauty out of, mm. you know, the, uh, the darkness, Ashes. right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I love that. I mean, in, in this, that it's possible and that he yeah. went in that direction. That's yeah. really, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I am very grateful. I'm very grateful. You know, and it's interesting because as now we have a very interesting perspective right yeah. now as both as both counselors and as coaches, but also having gone through this. And right. the 
thing, one of the things that came out of this um, was ironically parenting. Mm. And it's not oh, a typical, okay. it's not a typical place where you learn parenting lessons. Right. But what we saw is that there are some core themes of um, in childhood of deficits in childhood that do not cause acting out, but that can set up a child to not have the stable foundation that we want for our kids. And it can come out in a lot of different ways. It can come out in sexual addiction or it can come out in perfectionism. I know right. I struggle with that, right? Mm -hmm. Or it can come out as vision-driven moms of us finding our identity in our work right. or in our kids, or it can come out in just not feeling good enough or all sorts of things. What we realized is that it wasn't just a, the, an issue to sexual addiction, but there were some things, there were some deficits that when they happen in childhood, uh, it just doesn't provide the foundation we want. And so it really revolutionized our parenting. Right, and right. so that's kind of what today is about, is I want to pull the curtain back and show everybody some of those things that we learned right. so that they can apply them and on, on the positive end to build into their kids. And I believe that if we do these things as parents, we will give them a solid foundation that will help them live productive, solid lives. So mm, I'm really excited beautiful. about it. Right. Yeah, I love that. And and that's really, that that's doesn't most everything i mean not everything we have we have we have trauma throughout throughout our lives but a lot of it comes from our childhood and and oh, not God. not that i mean i really feel like i wish that i had an instruction manual for oh. being a parent you know yes. but and i think i really do believe that you know my parents did the best that they could with what they had and my husband's parents did the best that they could you know like we're all doing the best that we can but yeah. uh, but we can really use some help <laughs> you know? and and i i think back like my my um my parents they were really just trying to keep their heads above water which is you know i think that it, it's kind of kind of the way that that a lot of us experience um being parents Mm-hmm. But that we do really have to think about how we, you know, the well, this is what we're going to talk about, but but the things yeah. that we can do to support our kids so that they can grow up because we're really we're raising little adults, right? We're raising mm -hmm. adults, we're raising our we're really raising them to be adults, right? That's what we're doing. I mean, I'm you know, I think about my goal is in in parenting is to raise happy, confident kids who know that hmm. they that they matter. That's for me. That's, oh, I love that's that. I, yeah. And, and uh. to be good roommates too. <laughs> <laughs> so Tammy, tell us a little bit about, about what you discovered and what, what's working in your family and, and what you think are the really key things for um, our listeners to take away here. So the three things that we found, the common themes are uh, that they didn't that, well, particularly this population, but could be everybody, not learning how to deal with your emotions, mm -hmm. particularly the negative emotions, like never learning how 
never learning how to deal with those. Um, And particularly, you know, the sadness, the rejection, the loneliness, like what do they do with those emotions? Those are the toughest. So that's the first one is not learning how to deal with negative emotions. The second one is not feeling seen. Yes. And like really seen and known and understood. So that's a common thread. Um, The third common thread is feeling like they weren't good enough. Mm, Right. So those are the three themes that I see. Um, I also want to pause and say, you know, I think for me, we are not perfect parents. Oh my gosh. Right. No such thing. Right. And I think it's so easy for us to go to a shame place as moms in particular. And I know anytime I listen to parenting stuff, I immediately go into this like, oh my gosh, I'm screwing my kid up. And I know, I I mean, you know, everybody, we're all going to need therapy anyway, right? (laughs) No matter what we do, (laughs) (laughs) you will always have a job, Tammy. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I know. I'm going to start saving for my kids now. Yes, if exactly. Parents, they don't have a, you know, they don't, yeah. Right. But I do just want to give a shout out for any mom who is feeling like, oh my gosh, as we're going into this, like, oh, I've screwed up my kids or, oh gosh, my kids haven't felt seen or I haven't done that. Or my husband hasn't been doing this and going, we do not have to be perfect yeah, right. to be good parents, to be good enough mm. parents. And we don't have to be perfect as moms for our kids to be healthy. And so I think that's really important. Like this is a place as we're talking, this is a place of no shame and no judgments. And we are all in this together. So I just want to give that little caveat. And there's a I love that. And important because there is shame. There is there is you know, especially with social media. I mean, Mm. everybody looks like they have these beautiful, amazing, which we know is not true, right? But there's just there's always a little part of us that's am I doing enough? Am I screwing up my kids? Am I, you know, what am I doing wrong? You know? Well, I think it's just important to say too that um, it's actually important that we're not perfect yeah. as parents. Right. Because it gives our kids the ability to learn they don't have to be perfect too. And there's right. a great quote by John Gottman, who's just a, a hero in the counseling world. Yeah, I and love he said, John Gottman. John Gottman saved my marriage oh, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great. Gottmans are fantastic. Yeah. He said, one of the most beautiful gifts a parent as a parent or one of the most meaningful gifts a parent can give a child is to acknowledge their own mistake, Mm. to say, I was wrong here, or I'm sorry. And this is so powerful because it also gives the child permission to make a mistake, admit having messed up and still be okay. Right. So we don't have to be perfect. That's the caveats. Yeah. And, and isn't that also when we, when we admit that we are not perfect, we're actually giving our kids permission to not be perfect too, you know, that they don't have to, they don't have this, this in, in honestly, I, a lot of people don't, but I let my kids see me cry. You know, I let my kids see me mess up and that I'm human and that it is okay. You know, I, I, I I could, can't even imagine keeping in the tears, you know, they see me sometimes and sometimes, you know, and and people don't know what to do with that when they see somebody crying or, or expressing emotion, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I think that's incredibly important for them to be able to see that, oh, okay. It's okay to be imperfect. And actually we want to be imperfect 
for ourselves and for our kids and for other women too, you know, it's okay yeah, to mess that's up. Right. It's, all, it's that's okay right. to fall on our faces. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. And it's going to happen and we can just get ourselves back up and then we keep going. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. The good news is, is that as we looked at the three themes and we, so we shifted kind of how we parented, mm -hmm. not that we're perfect at all, but and going, okay, let's learn from those things. If we know that there are themes in childhood that that aren't great, then let's learn from those and let's speak into them. And as parents, we have tremendous opportunity to do that, whether our kids are tiny, whether they're elementary school, or even if they're already gone, like there's, it's never too late to start doing this. Right. So the three right. messages are your emotions are important. Mm, yeah. The second one is I see you and accept you. That's a beautiful one is to be seen. Isn't that like, I think that's oh. what one of the, the, the biggest desires in, in yeah. for humans, isn't it? To be seen yes. in some way, yes. shape or form. Yeah. Yes. And then the third one is you are enough. Mm, you are enough. You exactly are enough. the way you are. Yes. Good. I like right. that. Yeah. So those are the three main ones that, man, if we can give those to our kids. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. And so, and how, like, give us an example. How do you, how do you, um, how do you encourage your kids to, to have emotions and to, mm -hmm. you know, how, how do you, what do you do in your family and what do you encourage um, other parents to do to encourage these things in, in their children? Yeah. Well, I think it starts with us in recognizing uh, that our our emotions are indicators. Like they are really right. important. It's not just the feeling, but they tell us when something is wrong or right. when we need something. Yeah, right? exactly. They tell us like anger, like women, like we... It's like anger is the one uh, one emotion that men are like socially acceptable. And it's the one emotion that women right. are like, thou shall not be angry, right? Yeah, so, exactly. but even looking at that and going, you know, anger serves a real purpose. Mm -hmm. it, it's protective. It gives us energy to maybe set boundaries that we need to. Right. It, um, it tells us that action needs to be taken or there's an injustice that we need to do. Mm -hmm. And so as we see that in ourselves, we can also see that when we're exhausted at the end of a day and our kids are having their emotions and we're like, oh my gosh, like, right. you know, and we want everything to just calm down. It's helpful for us to remember that, no, those emotions are there for a reason. They're hardwired inside of us. Right. right. And I love the movie Inside Out. Have you oh, seen that? I have one? over and over again. Ah, yes. I love that. I love that. Beautiful. Sadness. I mean, yes. what a beautiful yes. sadness is important. Sadness is needed. Yes. Yeah. Sadness brings connection. Right. Sadness is the kind of the core of empathy. It's just so beautiful. If you haven't seen that, the audience has seen it, you should go see it. Yes, definitely. But the, the other thing I think is important as I look at my kids, especially when I'm tired at the end of the day and mm -hmm. I just want everybody to just be okay and whatnot. Right. Another thing I have to remind myself of, and this goes for us too, and I spend a lot of time talking with women about this, is when we bury our emotions, we bury them alive. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. I have a book that says something like that. You're buried. Oh yeah. Buried emotions never die or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. They just, and they so get when, stuck, right? They get stuck yes. in our bodies and we have to get them out. Yes. They're going to come out in one say, sh way, shape or form. 
I think I would rather, I mean, we, we want to encourage them to come out in a healthy way. Anger is a healthy way, you know, sadness yeah. is a healthy way. I mean, not, you know, hurting people, but, but mm -hmm. rather than pushing it down and, and having it pop up in all kinds of different yeah. ways, you know, in dis-ease in the body and in life. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So as far as, as far as practical steps of what we try to do and for other moms, families to do is that helping, we need to help our kids connect with their emotions. Yeah instead of trying to squash them or whatnot, like we need to help them connect. And it's interesting if you look at it from a brain perspective, like the part of the brain that holds the emotion and the part that holds the language, they're in different parts of the brain. Mm, right. And as parents, we can help bridge that mm, because okay. part of them being able to um, not feel overwhelmed by emotions and to regulate their, their emotions is being able to put their experience, their feelings, their emotions into words so that they can express them. Oh, beautiful. So, beautiful. Yeah. So the way we can do this is we as parents kind of have a sacred space where we get to kind of be a mirror and say, hey, honey, you look really sad right now. Are you feeling sad? Mm. Or, you know, a common one in our household, gosh, I, 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 are you angry because the dog just chewed up another one of your toys? Mm -hmm. Cause you know, if I was, if I was in your shoes and that was my toy, I would be angry too. Right. So, and right. then they can kind of go depending on the age of the child too, but they yeah. can kind of go, Oh yes, yes, I am angry. Right. I am angry that that happens. Right. Right. And it helps them connect and go, it's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And giving them, giving them the, um, the, uh, permission again, permission to have the emotions. Um, I was, a, I used to teach, uh, in my former life, I was a preschool teacher and, um, oh. and just the, the encouraging the kids in a healthy, safe, I mean, that's what we have to teach too, right? That when you're angry, you don't go and hit your sister or you, you know, you don't go um, are damaging property, you can do it in healthy ways and it's okay to have it. It's okay to have the, uh, the feelings. It's just, you know, we can, we can also guide them in directing that energy that needs to get out. Absolutely. I mean, all of the energy needs to get out, right? We need to move it. Yeah. Dan Siegel, who's one of my heroes, he mm -hmm. talks about in the no drama discipline, he says, say yes to the feelings, even as you say no to the behavior. Right. Right. That it's, that it's okay. Right. And yeah, that it's right. not about, and, and I love this idea too, that when, you know, in reassuring the child that I don't love your behavior, but I always love you. I don't mm -hmm. love what you did and not, maybe not saying it in that way, you know, but, but, but they're making sure that they know that they're separate, you know, mm, that right, behavior absolutely. is one thing, who you are is another thing and that you are, yes. you matter, that you're worthy, even if you make mistakes, even if you, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, super, mm -hmm. super important and, and, and hard too. You know, I, I, um, I, uh, I've, I'm a yogi. I've been doing yoga for almost 30 years at this point. And, um, awesome. and I still have to remind myself to breathe mm -hmm. and stop and respond instead of, cause you know, our, our kids can trigger us in, in the, mm -hmm. the snapping. But what I like to do too, is the beep, 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 like you're backing up and okay, <laughs> let's redo this. I'm going to redo, I'm going to do this over again and encouraging my kids too, that it's okay. 
You yeah. can back up and make a different choice. You can you can mm -hmm. apologize. You can do what um, what uh, what Gottman calls the repair, right? Do the repair in the relationship. That's right. In the, in the yeah. I'm, I'm I'm versed in uh, in uh, you know not as much as you are, but I love John Gottman and his work. I love it. It's really mm -hmm. really brilliant. Very good. And I think, um, I think for my husband anyways, who is, uh, he's a, an electrical engineer, he likes the sciency part of it, of Gottman. Sure. Because yeah. of the, the research and on all of that, you yeah. know, I'm kind of more of the feely and he's the, oh, I, I get this. So this is research. This is numbers. I get this. <laughs> it's helpful. <laughs> Good for both, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So during that whole period of time with your husband and when you were working through all of, all of that mm -hmm. stuff and, and, you know, encouraging your kids to, to, I mean, it, it, whatever we're going through, even if we're ta not talking about it to our kids, there's energy in the home. Yeah. You know, the kids yeah. are feeling it. The kids, the kids, I like to say that the, that, um, the little eyes, ears, and hearts are always watching, you know, yeah. they're learning how to navigate life through life and they can feel energy in the home. So, um, mm -hmm. so you were able to use your, well, and you've developed them too, while you were going through the, the, uh, the, um, the trauma that you were going mm -hmm. through in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I think that you bring up in that, that I think is really important is that we don't want to leave our kids alone in their emotions. Right. Uh, and sometimes when difficult things happen in life to, to us or in the family, or there's a divorce or, you know, there's betrayal stuff or, or even just in their own um, circle of friends and whatnot, like sometimes, sometimes we think, well, they're fine. Right. Or sometimes parents are like, well, I don't want to bring up this topic because it might make them upset or right. whatnot. Right. And so I think it's really important, and this is part of helping them connect with their emotions too, is that sometimes we need to walk straight into it and say, honey, I know you heard mommy and daddy fighting the other day. Mm, um, right. How are you doing about that? Because mm -hmm. our, our tendency is being like, well, let's just not bring that one up. It's just, we're right. going to pretend that didn't. But instead we walk straight into that or honey, I know you didn't get invited to that party. Like how, how are you doing with that? Right. And if right. we take the initiative and go directly for their emotions that we know that they're having and we know that they're feeling, then it gives them permission to be like, okay, my emotions are okay. Right. Uh, it's okay to talk about them and to connect with them. Yeah. So Mr. Rogers has another great quote. I love Mr. Oh, Rogers. I love Mr. Rogers. <laughs> oh, amazing and Daniel man. Tiger's neighborhood, the spinoff of his you know, thing. My, my, oh, kids so were, good. my kids were just, he came out just as my kids were aging out of, of that kind of a thing. I was so bummed. We're like, Daniel oh. Tiger. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> that, by the way, is a fantastic tool if you have preschool age kids for uh -huh. helping because that's the whole thing of, is helping them with emotional social development, right? Right. Good to know. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, but he has this great quote and he says that anything that's human is mentionable mm, and anything okay. that is mentionable can be manageable. Oh, okay. When when we talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, right. less upsetting, and less scary. And the people we trust with that important talk can help us know that we are not alone. 
Oh, beautiful. That is so beautiful. And it makes me think too about, um, about sometimes I, at least as adults, and maybe this is because we weren't encouraged and, and taught how to deal with our emotions. But I find that a lot of times that we are more, more afraid of dealing with an emotion. Like the, the emotion is almost scarier than the thing that we might be, you know, stepping into. Do you find that? Yes, absolutely. You know, and one thing that I think is maybe similar to what you're talking about is sometimes we're afraid, like, gosh, if I, if I let myself cry, I'm never going to stop. Right. 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 And so it's sometimes these emotions can get really big and scary. And that's actually something we can help our kids with and holding space with them. It's one validating their emotions of saying, Hey, I get why you feel that way. Like I get why that if I was in your shoes, I would feel the same way. But there's also this sense of holding space for them of not, because for most of us, we kind of learn to distract ourselves out of emotions or not deal with them or shove them under the rug. Right. But instead, if we can teach our kids, if they're having an emotion and we just sit with them and we don't have to distract them, we don't mm. have to fix it, we don't have to stop them from having that emotion. Right. Because emotions are like, they're like waves coming onto a shore. You know, sometimes when they come and they, as the closer they get to shore, they build and they build and they get really big and they get really big and scary. And it feels like it's never going to end. Right. And then right about that time it hits the shore, it kind of glides safely up on shore and then it goes out. And our emotions are that that. analogy Mm -hmm. because it's, it's beautiful. And the emotion does, if we let it, if we push them down, they're going to pop up. I I like to say it's like, like playing whack-a-mole, right? You you smash it down and that comes up over here at an inappropriate time, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Or inconvenient time or in some kind of disease in your body. But when Mm -hmm. we, but when we are able to allow ourselves to just sit with the emotion and just let it move through. And it's really, it is really just like what you just, you just described. I love that. I love that, that analogy because it really does. It just kind of moves through, but we resist like, no, I don't want to feel that emotion. I don't want to let it in. I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. I don't want it to be. Um, But, but I do think that that's probably because that's the way that we, because we weren't encouraged to deal with our emotions when we were kids, you know, and then they come out in different ways as adults, which is, um, can be really unhealthy, you know? Right. And, you know, I think about a time in, you know, in our family, a a few years ago, our dog died Mm. and one of my kids was really attached to the dog and was really sad and would, and really kind of grieved this dog for a long time. And so there were many times where I would just hold him mm-hmm. and he would cry and cry and cry and cry. Oh, and you're like, Oh gosh, you just, Oh, you know, right. you want it to end for them as a parent. Right. Yeah. But what happens is just this wave analogy. Like as I kept holding them and just kept loving them, eventually the wave broke and it hit the shore and he calmed down. Right. And then what happens is that, you know, as we kind of have to reparent ourselves in this as, mm-hmm. as adults, but if we do that, then the next time it comes, it's not so scary because right. we're like, we know we can make it through. Yeah. And, and so it- <laughs> if we can give that gift to our kids as a child so that they don't learn to fear their emotions, yeah. oh, it's going to set them up so much better. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and, and here is, this is a, um, it's something that I know in myself 
is that mm -hmm. I don't want to see my kids sad. I don't want to see them oh, angry. I don't no. want to see them frustrated, disappointed. Like I want to, I want to go in and fix everything. I'm actually reading um, a book by um, uh, Jessica Leahy. It's called The Gift of Failure. Oh, amazing. I like it. It's yeah. really, really, really good. And it's, oh. it's really about not fixing everything for our kids and uh, including emotions. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's something that we have to, you know, like, I have to think about, and, and, and for everyone listening too, you have to think about what is it about the emotion that your child is having that we'd want to stop it, you know, that we want to yeah. make it okay. You know, yeah. like if we could, and, and I guess we could, like you said, we talked about with your son, you could let the, let the wave ride through, mm -hmm. you know, but I think it's a practice that we have to practice in ourselves and so that we can hold that space for our kids as well. Cause I feel that like, I don't want them to be d disappointed. I don't want them oh, to be frustrated. I, I don't want them to, but I do. Cause I want them to grow up to be, you know, well-rounded, emotionally intelligent kids, you know, yeah. and in order to do that, wow. we've got to, we've got to allow and hold the space for them. I love that. I love that, um, that story about holding your son and not saying anything mm -hmm. and just being there that that's what holding space is, right? Just the yeah. allowing, just the allowing to let it be whatever it's going to be. And I, I, I'm, I'm, that is something I know that I have to work on in myself with, hmm. with the, cause I want to, I want to fix it. I want to, don't want them I to know. be sad, but, but I, you know, like I said, I want, you know, I want, I want to raise conscious, happy, confident kids. And in order to that, yeah. do that, we have to let them feel their emotions. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. Tammy, this has been amazing and really super important. And I, hmm. I love that story. I love the story that you, that you, that you went to the depths in your marriage mm. and that you were able to come out together and, and mm. stronger and to share in, you know, in, in, uh, like you're doing with us, with other parents and, mm. and, and, you know, what we can do now to help our, our kids so that they don't suffer, you know, yeah. as much, as much, you know, or in those places right. with the, you know, with mm -hmm. the, with the emotions and things like that. But can you mm -hmm. tell us about a time, um, in motherhood when you either achieved something or, um, overcame something that felt impossible? Hmm. You know, what that goes back to for me is um, when one of my kids was about three, three years old, mm -hmm. three, four years old, I was having a really hard time. Like yeah. there were a lot of tantrums and I thought, oh my gosh, we should be past the tantrums. Right. And we, I started going down the route like, gosh, like, is there some sensory processing stuff going on? Is there like, we were talking to the doctor about all these different things. And then I realized at one point I took a step back and I was like, okay, maybe I need to look at me too. And oh, the message goodness. I'm giving her right. and the message I'm giving when I, cause I'm, I've gotten so triggered and whatnot. And so so with that, I shifted. And instead of looking at it and going, okay, well, gosh, we're going to have her tested for all this stuff. I, sh mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to experiment. I'm going to shift the way I'm viewing um, the situation. And I'm going to lean in and walk in instead of pulling back. Right. And, and what I saw happen is that all the tantrums went away. 
Hmm. And and the relationship got much better. And so that w- that's what comes to mind because it felt impossible. It was like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get through this? Right. And then I realized, boy, if I if I shifted in, when I shifted in and moved into the relationship with her, like things dramatically shifted. Right. And so that was one of those that was one of those humbling times as a parent where I was like, oh my gosh, we made it. And so I, I continue to go back to that to, at times too when I'm feeling triggered of going, okay that felt impossible. And by me kind of doing some soul searching and shifting, I was able to impact things. So I love that. And that is when my son was three years old was when um, I realized, you know, I did the same, like what there's got, there's something wrong with him. What's going on with him. He was just, Mm -hmm. he had all this behavior, this uh, negative, negative behavior, pessim, I mean, and self-loathing in a Mm three-year-old. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, awful. And, uh, this realization and thinking, oh, there's what's wrong. You know, we need to get him. What's going on with him. Mm -hmm. And then it took me a long time, but I realized, no, it was me. It was not him. So humbling. It is humbling. I know. And then, you know, it took a while, but yeah, that, that stepping back and, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I like to say that mom sets the tone for the home, right? And, and, and when we can calm ourselves and I love that, that's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. So Tammy, how can, um, how can our listeners get a hold of you? How can they find you? Yeah, probably the best way is through my website, which is my name, TammyGustafson.com. And that's, that's the best, that's probably the best way to reach me. And there's some information on there and contact forms and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to connect. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Reach out to reach out to Tammy and tell her, tell her hello and tell tell her that you heard her on the vision driven mom podcast. That would be Mm. great. Um, Mm -hmm. And and Tammy, you have a, um, you have a gift for our listeners too today, don't you? I do. You know, I think as moms taking time for ourselves is so important, but so Mm. hard sometimes. And sometimes it needs to be in little spurts. And so my sister-in-law is actually a graphic designer. And so I commissioned her to, um, to create a, a coloring page so sweet. that has all of these really positive, affirming, empowering messages of you have great worth and value and you get to take up space in this world and your emotions matter so that women and moms can take a break Mm -hmm. and kind of soak in these positive messages as they do a little bit of coloring and relaxation. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is beautiful. Well, I can't wait Mm -hmm. to share that. I'll put all of uh, Tammy's information in the show notes. And Tammy, um, so if there is one thing, one action step that that our moms can do today, something simple mm. that that could really make a big difference, what might that be? Mm. I think it would just take a moment to go to each one of your kids and look them in the eyes and say, "I love you." so much. And I love you exactly how you are. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. Yeah. What a perfect way to end an episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today and sharing Absolutely. all about feelings and your story. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks so much, Tracy. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And remember that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now. 
Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.